0: Bible up in there, say this is my Bible. Say I am what it says I am. Say I have what it says I have. Say I will do what it says I can do. Say I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, y'all give somebody a high five. Tell them they look good in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Well, let's just jump in here, all right? We're, we're talking about God life. God life. The, God life. The, the life Jesus came to give to you. John 10:10. 10, 10. Hopefully you can quote this by now. If you can't, we'll just keep putting it up every week until you can. The thief comes only in order to kill, steal, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. The thief comes not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come, Jesus said, that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. This Zoe life, this God life that Jesus came to connect us to, it was so important that God sent His only begotten Son that we might be reconnected to God life, that we need to go in pursuit of God life and not live with it near us, but live in it every single day. There's a big difference between God life and your life. Somebody say amen. Amen. Okay, you're good, but you ain't that good. You, you, you know, God life, man. It, it's in abundance, to the top, till to overflow. When you're walking in God life, you got more life than you got death. You got more health than you got sickness. You've got more hope than you've got despair. You, you've got more health than you've got sickness. Hello, you, you got more provision than, than you got need. God life, you want God life. Amen. We, we want it. We want it. We are committed to going after God life. We're going to live the God life. We're not going to settle for our life. There's a lower level of life. Matthew 10:39 39 in the Amplified. It said, you know, if you hang on to the low life, you'll miss out on it the high life. There's a higher level of life that God has available for us. And some of us are under the impression that if you are to get spiritual, that you're going to get kind of spooky. You're going to get kind of weird. You're going to, you know, you're going to run around in a chicken suit and a long banner. And and, you know, that's not necessarily spiritual. That's just a little bit strange. Well, well, I heard the voice of God speak. To well, you probably heard a voice, but I don't know if it was God. You know, you know, that's debatable. But the reality is that the spiritual life is just a life directed by the Spirit of God. So that you would have some insight, some understanding, some revelation, so that you'd know what to do when you don't know what to do. Jeremiah 33.3, 3, I love that verse. It says, call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which you knoweth not. The Amplified Bible says hidden things, fenced in things. Some translations say secret things, things you couldn't possibly know. God wants to reveal to you by his spirit. God doesn't want you going through life with the lights out. David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Turn on the light. Turn on the light. Get committed to God's life. If you're a believer, you ought to be living Zoe life. Don't settle for a t-shirt and a bumper sticker. And then, you know, fighting with the wife and kids and struggling with your emotions and getting beat up from the street up every day. No, you get to live a life that demonstrates Satan's defeat on a daily basis. Your life is actually a humiliation to the powers of hell. Every time the enemy comes against you, there's something on the inside of you. Because the Spirit of God has already told you what's coming. Hello? You out there? The Spirit of God is going to tell you what's... You have an insane advantage. You have the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Now, quickening your mortal body. He's living inside of you. The, The same Spirit... I mean, think about this for just a minute. Mark four twenty-four Amplified. Again, it says, be careful what you hear, for the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the level of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you, and more to you who hear. So, if you give thought and study just to this one reality, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive inside of me. Now, if that spirit can raise Christ from the dead, surely it can help me get along with Aunt Gertrude. Come on now. We, we we're always praying for more power. You don't need more power, you got enough power to blow the lips off the front of your face. You you, you need revelation, you need understanding, you need to realize what you possess. You know, we, we have access to grace by faith. What's grace? Grace is not a blanket that hides my sin. Grace is an empowerment that in, in, enables me to do what was impossible to get done in my flesh. Now it's simple. With, with the grace of God, that problem that I've been struggling with really isn't that big of a problem. With the Spirit of God directing me and guiding my steps, the fact of the matter is, is this maze isn't a maze anymore. Now it's a map. Isn't it cool that God wants to give you an advantage that turns mazes into maps? Look at Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life I now live, the life I now live is much different from the life I used to live. Right. It's a different life. Not not. Do not allow yourself to get caught up in in this trap where, well, in order to make life different, then I got to get a bunch of rules and regulations and I got to jump through hoops. And if it gets really easy, I set the hoop on fire. No, that's not the difference. The difference is, is that when you're being led by the spirit, there are some things that you used to do that the spirit of God is going to tell you. You can stop that now. You know, how many of you uh, and you don't have to respond, but just just. Bear with me. But how many of you, when raising your children, there were things that they did when they were young that was really cute? But by the time they reach 20, 21, they ain't cute no more. Right? You, you know, it's, it's, every once in a while, you just want to look at your kid and say, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Come on, junior. You know, knock it off. You know, giving a baby a bottle is obvious. But if you've got to park the whiskers to put the bottle in, something's wrong. Right? There there comes a point in life where we we just got to grow. The life I now live is directed by the Spirit of God. The life I used to live was directed by my natural man, my flesh, my senses. I, I, I was contained by sense and reason, but now I've added the Holy Spirit to my life. I got born again. My spirit is alive. That spirit that raised Christ from the dead is inside of me. I I don't want that thing to lay dormant. I I want it to begin to influence and impact the decision making process of my life. The the thought process of my life. I want the spirit of God to lead me and guide me into the truth. Somebody say amen. Amen. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 9 and 10. It says, it is written, I hath not seen, an ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Your natural eye can't see it. Your natural ear is not going to hear it. Your natural heart, that thought realm, you're not going to think it. The things that God hath revealed or, or prepared for those that love it. How many of you love God? Do you love God? Some of you don't, apparently, but some of us do. We, we, we love God. And because we love God, God has prepared some things for us. Prepared. What does that mean? Made ready in advance. So in other words, God not only has carved out a trail for your life, but he has placed, you know, just treasure chests of blessing along the trail for you. He has prepared some things, and it's out in front of you. And your natural eye ain't going to see it, and your natural ear's not going to hear it, and the natural heart and mind's not going to figure. it. Well, then how am I going to get what God has prepared for me? Look at verse 10. It says, but God reveals them unto us by His Spirit. See, the natural man, he, he just, he don't get it. But the spirit man... This is why we've got to develop our spirit, man, so that we can have a collision with the things that God has prepared for us. I don't know about you, but I kind of like the fact that God has prepared some things for me. So in other words, there's some stuff out there and I'm not just talking material stuff. uh, You know, most of us have figured out by now that material stuff is really cool for about an hour and a half. And, and then it just kind of wears off. But, there, but, but you know, little nuggets of information that, that enable you to win and succeed regardless of the situation. When you have the ability like Paul to say, I'm ready for and equal to do anything through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. I, I got what it takes to handle this. Man, that's a little something that you want to run into is that revelation. There, there's some stuff out there with your name on it. And I think you ought to develop an attitude that says, I, I want my stuff. I'm going after what God, if God prepared it for me, it got my name on it. I want, I, look at your neighbor and say, I want my stuff. So you got to ask yourself, are you a natural man or are you a spiritual man? If, if you're, if you're going to limit life to the natural realm, here's the deal. If, if you're not going to develop your spirit man, then you have to stop complaining about the mess that's going on in your life. Because you do not have the right to complain about that which you 're willing to permit, right, so if you 're willing to permit it, please don 't whine about it. Just enjoy your mess right uh, but if, if if you if you want to elevate life, you want to live the god life that Jesus came to connect you to you 're going to have to encourage the development of your spirit man. Romans 8, 6 says to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded, life and peace. Look at this. In the Amplified, the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. Death isn't just dead. Death is separation. Remember the prodigal son who went off and lived his life, came to his right mind, headed home. His father, seeing him afar off, said, give me a coat, give me a ring, bring me shoes, kill the fatted calf. My beloved son, who was dead, is alive again. Well, he wasn't dead. He was separated. What is death? Death is separation from life. So if you're separated from God life, then your spirit is as good as death. To be carnally minded is going to separate you from God life. To be spiritually minded is going to connect you to Zoe, God life, both here and forever. Right now, you can have eternal life operate. Eternal life does not start when you die. When we're putting you in a box and heading out, you know, someday, I guess it's just a reality, someday we're all going to die. And when we do, they're going to take us out and throw our body in a hole in the ground, put dirt in our face and come back to the church and eat potato salad. You you know, growing up in church, you have no idea how many funerals we've been at. It's amazing. Potato salad's at every funeral. As a child, I used to get nervous every time mom made potato salad. (laughs) The, the, The reality is, is that eternal life starts right now. I don't have to die. To have eternal life. Zoe life starts now. But to walk in Zoe life, I've got to be led by the Spirit. I can't be dictated by the flesh. The carnal natural man, uh, he's got to be crucified. And I've got to now live a different kind of life. I've got to live a Spirit-led life. Somebody say amen. amen. Check this out. John 16, 13. You want... To be led by the Spirit. When He, the Spirit of truth, is come, how you know He has come. This is Jesus talking. Jesus said, I'm going to go away and send the Comforter. The Holy Spirit's coming. And, he, and, and Jesus left. The Spirit's here. Look, what's His purpose? He's going to guide you into all truth. Into all truth. No more deception. The Spirit is going to lead you into truth. And He's not going to speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear. That's what He's going to say. And He will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. Do you understand the insane advantage that we have when we learn to be led by the Spirit? Because we know what's coming, so we're not being distracted by what's happening. Let me say that again. If you know what's coming, you won't be distracted by what's happening. You won't won't quit, cave in, give up in the middle if you know the end has been described to you by the Spirit of God. See, if your children are running around acting like heathens, you don't have to lay awake at night and worry because the Spirit has already told you what's coming. My kids shall be taught of the Lord. Great shall be the peace of my children. So he has, by the Spirit, told me what's coming. Since I know what's coming, when the kids ain't home when they're supposed to be, what am I going to do? Go to bed. I'll deal with them later. Right? Right? when financially, when you're going through a storm, if by the spirit. Now, there's a huge difference between a word of God and a word from God. See, because that's why you want to get in this book every day. You want to read it and repeat it and 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 read it and repeat it Almost every day of my life, I crack that thing open and go to the proverb of the day and read that proverb. And i got to tell you something, you know, my father started us doing this when I was able to read. And so I've read those Proverbs before. And so sometimes, you know, I'm reading through them and I'm just, you know, going through it because I've been through it a bunch. Every once in a while, on a particular day, a scripture that I've read a hundred times before will go, and I'll see something I've never seen before. Now, my, my natural eye has never seen that. My natural ear has never heard that. My natural heart has never received that. But my spirit all of a sudden goes, whoa, that is for today. Now I know how to handle Shelby. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Okay. You want to be led by the spirit. You want to be led by the Look at your neighbor and tell him again. You, you need to be led by the spirit. Look at Romans eight fourteen and 15. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Does that not suggest that if you're not led by the Spirit, you're not really living like a child of God? There are weird moments when it just seems like the congregation shifts. You 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 still with me? Don't don't get mad. Don't, Don't get offended. But it doesn't do any good to be a child of God, if you're not going to be led by God. So, those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But look at verse 15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. But we've been adopted into the family. I am a child of God. God. I am God's child. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ, who walk after the Spirit, not after the flesh. So, I don't have to go to bed at night worrying about my money, worrying about my family, worrying about the economy, being afraid. That's the wrong spirit. See, when I'm led by the Spirit, I'm not back into fear again. But now, I'm living by faith In the Son of God who loved me, who gave himself for me, who brought me into the family. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ himself. It is a different mentality. Look, I I know that all they talk about is recession. I do not participate in recession. Why would I participate in recession? The word recession means a response to a given report. Well, the report that I've been given, the response is not recess. I'm not on recess. I'm participating in God life. You do understand that that's what recession is. That's when people pause from participating in life. Well, God life is eternal life. It only makes sense that you don't recess. We're not on a lunch break. Come on, somebody. No, no, we are 100% committed to living God life right now in God life. His spirits told me what's coming. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against me I shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the children of the living God, saith the Lord. Ha! You want to be led by the Spirit. Somebody say amen. 1 Corinthians 2.14. Is it alright if I give you a few scriptures? The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Make sure you, make sure you really get this. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he. It, here's a good point for you. It doesn't make any sense at all to argue spiritual matters with a non-believer. Because the natural man doesn't receive the things of God, they're foolishness to him, and he can't. Neither can he know them. So, so it's just kind of a waste of your time to sit down with your uncle and argue tithing. He just ain't gonna get it. And I gotta tell you that. Well, first, let's let's just get this one point really well understood. Nobody is on their game a hundred percent of the time. Nobody. I mean, read the book. You know, Elijah calls fire down from heaven, then goes and hides out in the cave. Well, it wasn't the spirit of God that led him to go hide. But here, here's the deal: is that's just a picture, just a reality that hey, we ain't always on. But if, if, if you're not pursuing a spirit led life, you ain't ever going to be on. And if you don't learn to develop and, and engage your spirit, man, you're coming to church and you just don't get it. You think during worship, we're just singing. So you slip in halfway through the song service. You think during offering, we're just financing the ministry. You just don't get it that that you know something spiritual is taking place there. You think you think during the teaching we're just indoctrinating the people. You just don't get it. So halfway through the altar call you slip out. You slip in late, you slip out early. You slip a lot. But you just don't get it. You just don't get it. You know, someday A light's going to kick on in the middle of one of the songs that you can't stand. You're sitting there, and if you think it's about the volume or the tempo or the style, you're you're in the natural man realm. Someday, your spirit is going to say, hello. And in the middle of that worship, you're going to have a connect with God that causes life to begin to bubble up inside of that old dead well. Remember, remember the story where, uh, you, know, you know, they had uh, they, they, were, they were walking around the, the dry well. And, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, was it Moses who's, who took the, the, the leaders out and, and, they, and they marched around a dry well and they started singing, spring up a well. They're in the middle of a desert and they're at a dry well and the guy gets a word from God. Let's sing about it. You know back at camp, I mean, he only took 12 dudes out there. You know back at camp, you know what they're saying. They're 100% behind him, way behind him. Okay? (laughs) And they're thinking, heat stroke, man. You know, what are they doing? Just be really quiet and thank God you're not one of the 12 leaders. Because they're out there marching around a dry well, singing to it. Really? What are they singing? They're singing (laughs) Up." Spring up a well! Spring up a well! Can you believe it? Spring up a well! It's a dry, dusty hole in the ground. And those twelve guys are out there, and you know, you know what's going through their head? This is stupid. <laughs> Spring up a well! And, and, and here's their leader. Come on, guys, sing! Sing loud! Sing like you mean it! Have you heard that? I'm saying that this morning. Sing loud, sing like you mean it. And you're standing there going, this is stupid. Yeah. Spring up, a well. Spring up, a well. God, I hate it out here. Does he know how hot it is? Does he realize we're in the desert? This is dumb. Spring up, a well. Spring up, oh well. Somebody's going to see us. We're going to go to work tomorrow. And a guy I know that comes in my store every now and then is sitting over there. And he sees me walking around the well singing, spring up a well. Somebody start the car. It's, it's time to slip out. I need to do some more slipping. And spring up a well. And, and, and he kept encouraging, sing loud. It seemed like he was spring up a well, spring up a well. And, and down in the bottom of that dry dust bowl, it started getting muddy. And they looked at each other and said, I told you it would work spring up oh well. And they're dancing around the thing. They're, they're looking back at their friends saying, ha glad you're here today to see the power of God. <laughs> All of a sudden, the attitudes are changing. You know, when it really changes is when they took their staff and they dug ditches and took water to two million people out of a dry hole in the ground. There's just a little something that you might be able to tap into if you'd get out of the natural realm into the spirit realm. See, your family's dying, and you want to talk about the storm. Stupid. We all do it. Well, we're going through a storm right now. And you've got to be careful who you talk to because they will say, Really? You should see my storm. And we want to measure them, you know well, you have a tropical storm. I have a hurricane. <laughs> i'll never forget one time this is totally out of the subject, but one time uh, I, I, I was at a stoplight in a in a stupid little borrowed car, and a, a truck made a left hand turn and drug the trailer over the front end of our car, which kind of crushed it with me in there and It it was crazy. And so I'm talking to the person who owned the car, who happened to be a relative. (laughs) And and, and I'm talking about getting ran over by a truck. And they said, you think you you think you're sore? And they they shared something with me, which was like like a hangnail or something. And I'm like, I just got run over by a truck. What is it about human nature when, when you describe your sickness, well, I've been more sick than that. We're impressed with our own pain, so we so we study the storm, and we react to the storm instead of learn to respond to the voice. The Spirit's trying to guide you through life storms. Life is going to have storms. Have you, ever, have you ever realized that Jesus told the guys, let's go to the other side. What happened on the way? Storm. So storms happen when you're right in the middle of God's will. So there's opposition that comes when you're doing what's right in the eyes of God. Being right with God is not the elimination of a storm. Well, if God's in it, it should be easy. That's a ridiculous mindset. If God's in it, hell's against it. So let me just preface this today by telling you that as you learn to be led by the Spirit, also be ready to kick some devil booty because he's coming to see how serious you're going to be about living a Spirit-led life. But if you stay in the natural you ain't even going to get it. What would have happened if while they're walking around there, they just threw their hands down and said, you know what, this is the dumbest thing you've ever asked us to do. We're going to go back and vote for a new leader. They would have died in the wilderness. But because they continued, something supernatural began to happen. Somebody say, I need the supernatural. Very quickly, I want to give you the ABCs to unleashing your spirit man. Okay? You ready? A is awake. Awake. Everybody say awake. Matter of fact, reach over and wake up your neighbor. So you better stay awake. Better stay awake. Awake is the point. Last night it was so hot in here when I said awake, I was in a coma. Awake. Okay. Ephesians 5, 14. Therefore, he says, awake, O sleeper, and and arise from the dead. Christ shall make day dawn upon you and give you light. Awake, O sleeper. Awake, O sleeper. You know, have you ever gotten up outside of your normal routine, you know, in the morning? much earlier than you used to. And, you know, this week, uh, a friend, a guy in the church, he, he called me up for the second time in a month. He called me up and said, "You want it? you want to have breakfast? And like an idiot, I responded, when and where? And I should have remembered the last time. But it was really early, someplace that I wound up, I'm not sure how I got there. I was there because I said, yes, I was there. It was early, we had conversation, I don't remember any of it. I could have told him anything. And, uh, and later on in the day, I realized, you know what? When you're, when you're awake, you notice things. But when you're not really awake, all kinds of stuff goes by and you just don't see it. And if our spirit is not awake, there's all kinds of things coming about. The things which God hath prepared for you, you're going right by it. Because you're not awake. Wake up, old sleeper. Rise from the dead. Arise means change your posture. Change your posture. Arise from the dead. Dead is separated from life. Guys, don't go through life separated from God life. Wake up. We got to be awake. We got to be alert. We got to be on guard. We, we, we got to have the juices flowing. See, if you get so busy in life, you'll burn yourself out. You won't have enough energy to just stop and listen. Anytime you slow down, you pass out. People do that in here all the time. Used to be very offensive to me. Look over there and see Todd sleeping. <laughs> Just pick on Todd because he, he doesn't do it. And, and his name rhymes with God. So you got to like Todd. He's a lot like God. Only with a T. But uh, we go through life and we're asleep. We're wore out. We're frazzled. We're blaming on the devil. Well, you didn't have to do all that stuff. Matter of fact, if you'd been led by the Spirit, you probably wouldn't have done most of that stuff. You would have heard a voice say, uh-uh. Still with me? You awake? We've got to wake up. I want to be led by the Spirit. So I've got to stay awake. Because the Spirit of God does not scream at me. It's a still, small voice. Something on the inside, you know, that just tells me that's not a good idea. You know, sometimes we're yelling at our family members so loud that we don't hear the small voice saying, don't do that. Sometimes we're so frustrated on the job that we, we can't hear the spirit say, act like you've got peace. Act like you've got peace. Act like you've got peace. Sometimes we're in such a hurry we can't hear the spirit say, Stop and go back, you're not done yet. But every once in a while we get it right. Hello? Come on now. Doesn't doesn't that just birth hope in you? That when all of a sudden oops you, you kind of stumble onto it. I remember one time I, I was leaving Heppner, Oregon. Heppner. Anybody who's been to Hepner's thankful the day they leave. <laughs> And uh, 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 I had been in Hepner, and I had to be in Davenport, the big city of Davenport. Well, compared to Hepner, but uh, that that night I got in a car, and it's on a Sunday. I spoke in Hepner. I'm going to speak in Davenport. On the way out of town, I, just in my spirit, it, you know, it was not a voice, you know, rumbling from heaven. Just in my, it just inside me. I I I just felt like, you know what, we're not done yet. I got to go back. And I kind of wanted to argue, but I didn't have enough time to argue to be where I needed to be that night. So I spun the car around, drove back the two or three miles I'd gotten. And I'm walking in the building, and there's a guy coming down the steps. And he stops, and he looks at me and he says, I thought you left. And I said, I did. But obviously, we're not done here. And so until you get saved, I can't go where I need to go. So would you do it right now so that I can get on the road? I just blurted that out. Don't know where it came from. And he started to cry, big old cowboy in Hepner. And he said, you know what he told me before I left? He said, you know what? I was in here this morning praying. God, if you're really real, you'll have that guy tell me it's time to serve you. If you're real and he's real, he can hear you. If he hears you, then I'll give my life to you. And he said, and I stayed here. He said, and I watched you leave the first time. And he said, and I was just in here telling God. Well, that's it. You didn't do it. So I'm going to go my way. And he said, on the way out, here you are. Well, that day I felt like a hero, but I wonder how many days I don't have time. Uh, you know, I, I just don't have time because I'm in a hurry because I got to go do the will of the Lord. We got to be awake, got to be alert. Look at verse 15. Look carefully how you walk. Be careful how you walk. Live with a purpose. Worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. Be careful. God's got purpose in your life. Make sure that you're awake enough to see it. Look at verse 16. Make the very most of the time. Buying up every opportunity because the days are evil. Time. In in the New Testament, there's two words for time. Chronos. Which, you know, just think of a calendar. And uh, Kairos, which is a God-infused moment. It is a very specific piece of time. God has uh, peppered your day with Kairos moments. And they have a very specific purpose. Church, this is a Kairos moment. Don't don't miss what the Spirit of God is saying to your spirit. Now stay awake and stay alert. And, and be ready to receive, because it, this is a Kairos moment. God is dealing with you. We're, we, we didn't just happen in here. No, we're led by the Spirit of God. Steps of a good man are order of the Lord. So if you just wandered in here and God didn't bring you here, then you ain't a good man. You're just lucky. Let your neighbor say, I'm good. <laughs> the days... That's chronos, days, chronos. The days are evil. There's, there's stuff going on in the day to try to distract you from seeing the kairos. So if you're not awake, you're going to miss kairos moments. But if you're awake, if you're alert, if you're being careful, you're going to see it. But the B is bold. you got to be awake, but B, you've got to be bold. Look at verse 17. Don't be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. If you don't get a firm grasp on the will of God, it's going to get ripped from your grip. You've got to be bold. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. You've got to be bold. You you can't go through life timid. Do not live like a question mark. Live like an exclamation point. I mean, the least you could do is live like a Period. But don't live like a question mark. Well, you, you just got just got enough 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 scripture in you, and when you quote it, it sounds like a like a question. No weapon formed against me will prosper. <laughs> no, you you got to you got to get you got to get bold. You, your enemy, your enemy is serious. And he ain't trying to hurt you. He's trying to kill you. But he's defeated. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he might destroy the works of the evil one. But you know what? Freedom is never granted voluntarily by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Matthew eleven twelve. from the days of John the Baptist, even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. The violent take it by force to to operate kingdom principle. You've got to you, you, You're going to have to get a boldness about you. you. You know, well, me and Jesus, we've got our own little private thing worked out and we do that in secret. Well, then you're going to get your hiney handed to you in public. You, you got to, you know, if you were asked to pray, how freaked out would you be? Oh my God. Oh my God. They asked me to pray. <laughs> this is stupid. You you better have something on the inside of you that says, Bless God. You bet I'll pray. And you better know something besides, Thank you for the food we're about to eat. You've got to have a connect with God, a communication with God. You've got to be talking to God. David said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord, and he answered me. He answered me. But you've got to have a boldness, because if you're not bold, the zoe that you get from time to time is going to get taken from you. The thief comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. He ain't messing around. Well, I just don't want to be that serious. Your enemy is more than that serious. My family, your family, deserves our boldness. You you, you cannot go through life living like a spiritual weenie. Weak, emaciated, sissified saint. As long as you're you know, in church, you can kind of act like a Christianette. right? Remember back in the day when we recorded all the messages on the cassettes? We had sermonettes on cassettes for Christianettes to listen to in their Chevette? I don't know. It's, I'm hot. Praise Jesus. I can't read my notes either. That's how hot I am. The C. Let me give you the C. A. Be awake. B. Be bold. C. Be consistent. Be consistent. Don't be vague. Don't be thoughtless. Foolish. But live with purpose. Understand. Firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Look at verse 18. Don't get drunk with wine. That's debauchery. But... Ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. you get, here's our, here, You got to consistently position yourself to be influenced by the Spirit. You're living, you're living under the influence of the Holy Spirit. You're living under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Be consistent. You cannot consistently perform a task that is inconsistent with your character. So you've got to develop consistency in your character. Consistency. See, I, that's, why, that's why we want you in church every week. It develops consistency. And you begin to, to hear, well, you preach the same thing. Well, you need it, obviously. <laughs> you, you know what's crazy is, is, is in our children's department... Uh, uh, approximately a third of the children brought to sun, brought, brought on Sundays and Saturday nights for kids connection and kids church uh, about a third of them are brought once a month. Now let me ask you something: If you went to the gym once a month, how many years would it take before you are on the cover of Muscle Magazine? You know, if, if you eat healthy. Once a month. That actually sounds kind of cool. <laughs> you know, even in this heat, if I don't run, i got to try to run every day. Because when I miss days and then head out to run, according to King James, it sucketh. Okay, It, it is tough to handle if I'm not consistent we've got to develop consistency in being led by the spirit that's why we come together that's why we worship so someday your spirit light kicks on and you realize oh they're not just singing but that that's helping tune my spirit to God's spirit I, i'm beginning to make a connection oh lord you're beautiful And your natural man saying, well, I don't sound very good. That's the you're not on the platform. You don't have to sound good. Right. You're not flowing in your gift. You are now flowing in the spirit. Uh, that, that's why you just got to be you got to consistently press in and consistently uh, push yourself I'm going to I'm going to I, I'm, I'm gonna activate my spirit man I'm not going to live like a natural man this natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit neither can he it's foolishness to him but my spirit man's starting to get this it, it, it's every day every day I'm opening the word of God do you want to know why? because if I don't do it every day then, then the, oh the I don't get it. I gotta get consistent, so that I can consistently hear the Spirit lead me and guide me. You know, wh- whatever works for you. You gotta find something that works for you. you. You know, when when I'm studying the Bible, I don't usually study whole chapters. I take three or four verses, and and for two or three weeks, I'm just pounding those sometimes longer than that but it starts connecting to other other scriptures and other places and coming around and starts building this this foundation that I can stand on so that when when trouble comes faith is the substance of things hoped for faith is the substance, substance that is that foundation I Faith is, is, is the, the word of God, my ability to obey it, and, and, and because i got enough of it connected together, that when, when life gets crazy, I 'm not shaking off that, that, that one word. Now i got, I got more than one word. You've got to be consistent, consistently adding to your arsenal, consistently developing your, your faith, consistently uh, working on your ear and your ability to hear God. You've got to be awake. If you're not awake, you're going to miss your Kairos moments. You've got to be bold. If you're not bold, you'll connect to your moment and it'll get ripped from your grip. And if you're not consistent, then you're going to have these little pockets of breakthrough. And the enemy doesn't have to take you out. You take you out. You're not defeated by the enemy. We're defeated by our lazy self-preservation spirit. The devil's defeated. He's under my feet. I can't blame chaos of life on a defeated devil. The lack of victory is a picture of the lack of consistency in my character. Well, I don't have to come to church. I can have my time with God. Well, the problem is is that if you're not consistent here, then you're not consistent there either. You know, I I could get all, you know, happy face and tell you, you know, God loves you with an everlasting love. It's true. He does. And if you just hang on, it won't be long till Jesus comes. Hang in there. We love you. Well, we we, we want somebody who really cares. Well, I care enough to tell you the truth. But if you don't develop your spirit, man, you're going to miss the things of the spirit. God has prepared some things for you. He has prepared some victory for you. He's prepared some breakthrough for you. He's prepared some health for you. He's pre- prepared some prosperity for you. He's prepared some joy for you. He's prepared peace for you. He's prepared hope for you. But your natural man ain't gonna get it. You gotta develop your spirit. We got we gotta be led by the Spirit. Amen. You want the D? I give you A B C. You want D? Come back next week. Let's pray. Close your book. <laughs> I actually have it, but I'm not going to give it to you.